Hey, 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 it's the City in the Sound Podcast, and I'm your host, Josh. On today's episode, we're talking to Rude and True, Rebecca and AJ, talking about the music they released last year in 2021. This episode was actually filmed, or recorded, in December 2021. Also, in this episode, I apologize for some weird echo going on in this. Tried as much as I could, but it still happened. But it's still a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy. So, before we get started, I want you to open your ears, expand your mind, and listen to this. So I'm here with Rebecca and AJ from Root and True. Hey y'all. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> with the cat. Yeah, Boot is a guest star in this episode right now. Yes. Yeah. For those listening at home, this cat is very soft. 
So Very the, sweet. So the first question I have for you guys is kind of what was your first kind of earliest musical influences um, when you guys kind of started doing music? Are musical influences like individually? Yeah, individually. Ooh, okay. You go. I go. God. Okay. Um, um, musical influences individually. So, um, so I've been singing basically my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the influences um, when I first started singing were like family members, like mm-hmm. my grandmothers on both sides of my family. Um, sang in like church choir so uh, when I was growing up church music and like hymns and all that jazz was um, something that influenced me Um, I was big into like Shania Twain like uh, man I feel like like let's go yeah like (laughs) some solid 90s country Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think I sound like either of those like, I don't sound like the people church, mm-hmm. and I don't sound like Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I I think I am just like a combination of all of the things that I've listened to throughout my life. Um, you did choir, right, too? Yeah, I did choir in, like, high school and stuff, and in college. Um, but I don't have a choir voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never picked to do any of the solos. It's like, I you could stu- sing that. <laughs> I, yeah, they, I stood out too much sometimes. But, um, but yeah, I feel like music has always been a part of, of who I am. Mm-hmm. It just comes out different in different days of the week. Gotcha. Okay. So, what about you? Um, Not so much Shania. Um, <laughs> uh, my first, like, real love was, like, pop punk of the early 2000s. Oh, uh, okay. Blink-182, Sum 41, Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. Green Day. Particularly Green Day. And so the most formative experience was going to see Green Day live on the American Idiot Tour in 2004. <laughs> Rocked my world. Changed your life. It really ever. did. That's like American an iconic Idiot, like, album in like a moment to be oh, yeah. dude, you know? I could, we could do a whole podcast on just... Because <laughs> a, a lot of people are like... Uh, it doesn't matter. People people don't like that record for a lot of reasons. A lot of the older Green Day fans. But mm-hmm. to me, that struck out to me as like this going against the man kind of rock and roll yeah. thing um and i just learned to play drums to that album like just just drum set um and then got really into drumline and marching man and drum core and that kind of took me into college music which took me into like classical percussion which is its own very silly little rabbit hole um and so i did that for a really long time um and then uh i guess at a certain point, like the drumming and like rock band stuff and the classical music stuff mm-hmm. kind of coalesced, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, now it's just like this thing where in my professional life, I get to do kind of both of those things in a way that I always thought they were like kind of exclusive, you know? I always thought like, well, I'm either going to be a rock band drummer or I'm going to be like a symphonic player mm-hmm. or I'm going to be like a college professor or, you know what I mean? And slowly I'm learning that. You can do a lot of those things, you know. Gotta find a balance. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So when what was the kind of moment when you guys like at least met each other and starts form the group together? <sighs> Twas a foggy Monday. Um, no, no, I don't know. Twas a Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was Rebecca's solo album release party. Only mm-hmm. the good. August. August. Fifth. Fifth. Twenty nine. Twenty eighteen. 
Taking it back. Yeah, taking Throwing it, all it back. to the 18. <laughs> uh, she had her show, and I had just moved to town from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Go blue. And um, <laughs> and um, uh, I met this girl at an art museum who we had a mutual interest in music. And so then she invited me to this show, and it happened to be Rebecca's show. Mm-hmm. And it was just packed out. It was at the Color Door in the TJ Tower, which no longer exists. Yeah. Um, downtown. It was and a cool spot. It was packed out. It was like, probably, how many people? Like 100 people mm-hmm. or more? And she was just singing, and she had a couple different people play with her, but uh, on like a set break or something, I just went right up to her, and I was like, hey, uh, I just moved here, but you sound great, and if you want to play music together, my name's AJ. Just threw it out there. That's very you confident know? to be like, hey, listen, I know you're doing your little thing here, but in case you want to do some real music with me... <laughs> Let's let's come together. Whoa, 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 you're a good kid. You're a yeah, good yeah, kid. Yeah, but yeah. like all these people, you know. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But there wasn't there was an element where like I immediately was just like, oh man, this would be sweet with a beat behind it. You know, mm-hmm. or like there, if there was some percussion, just give it a little, you know, a little crispness. You know, mm-hmm. and so immediately I just like I said that, and then I played a gig at Marty's like a week later, and you rolled up to that. Yeah, and we were like, James, hey, it's you. James texted me and said, I put you on the list. And I said, for what? <laughs> I put you on the list at Marty's, okay? Am I supposed to be there for some reason? And he was like, yeah, come to Marty's. I put you on the list. And I said, okay, I'm on my way, I guess. This is Mr. Early James. Yeah. For those keeping score. Um, and, and then you were playing with him. And I was like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> yep. And then I was like, it's that, it's that girl. And then we talked there. And then we exchanged like socials or something. Mm-hmm. And then we started jamming with a, a kind of a rock trio thing so one dude played electric guitar and i played drum set and rebecca played did you play mm-hmm. yeah, you played you played like yeah because guitar. that's when i got my hollow body that's right from the guy we were playing with that's right and then the group took on many forms from there so that was like a trio we did like what four or five shows maybe with that then yeah. we got a bass player a good friend of ours he kind of moved away which is a bummer um, and the more we kind of tried out different people for different things, we kind of really realized, I mean, not realized, I think we just liked, we had a thing, just you and I, you know? Yeah, because some songs, some songs you don't need too much on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, figuring out the tunes with two people um, felt more special than figuring it out with five people. Yeah. More special. Is that a word? That no, a word? for sure. Special is not a word. More special, it, yeah. I, I think, is the proper way to say it. <laughs> it was, no, it was for sure special. And mm-hmm. it, it uh, as I was kind of talking about earlier with like classical percussion and stuff like that, um, at, at this point, to me, like an instrument like a vibraphone, mm-hmm. which is something we use a lot, um, was something I would only use playing like contemporary chamber music or something. Very, yeah. Very esteemed in an institution mm-hmm. and some conservatory type curved conservatory shenanigans, you know. Sorry, I have a lot of music school trauma, so it no, you're out, fine. It comes out from time to time, but um, uh, yeah, and so it became really special. It became this thing where, like, man, we can play vibraphone at the Nick. You know what I mean? That's like yeah, insane. You know, and I never would have thought that is a place. They never would have thought that. They either. also, yeah, most people. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was like. Is that a vibraphone? Yeah. <laughs> that very much, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. It sure is. Most yeah. people are like, that xylophone's cool, man. <laughs> and we never correct them. We're like, thanks, dude. You know, but um, sometimes we do. We have teaching moments. Yes. Mm-hmm. About have, what a vibraphone is. And what it's not. And what it's not. 
But that also depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- for a while there, we, we kind of had two separate tracks. We had like the Rebecca Eglund band, mm-hmm. and we had Rude and True. And the band thing is still something uh, we kind of mess with. Um, personnel have kind of come floated in and out of that. Mm-hmm. But it, it is kind of its own body of work, even though there's some overlap in a couple of songs. Um, kind of. The song, I mean, even, if, yeah, I don't know. They still take their own form and life when we do it with a full band versus just Rude and True, you know? Um, but yeah. So kind of like with seeing you guys together and like your personalities, there's definitely like a synchronicity and I can tell that with your music. So is like, what is like a typical like songwriting process like? Is it usually kind of Rebecca starts with an idea or like you start kind of with percussion idea and like go behind it? Like, or is it kind of just, you guys just get together and jam. It's like, oh, this is the song. I guess this is what we're working on. Um, so some of the Root and True songs started out as me by myself and some of them started out as AJ by mm-hmm. himself. Um, but a good chunk of them, AJ would be like, hey, what are you here to this beat? And like he would just play come like what do you call or mm-hmm. call it what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turned and turned from you being like, hey, what are you here to this? And I was like, oh, I hear this because I had just written some words earlier that day. Um, and then that turned into call it what you want, which is the title track of the EP that we put out mm-hmm. back in August. Um, and then some of them, like some say. That was the same thing. You uh, played those two just chords. Just a piano lick that had been kind of with me for a few years, and I was like, "And then I sing something, man." And and I it, the same thing happened. Uh-huh. So I think it varies uh, just on the the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's like a it's it's both a blessing and a curse in that it's very <laughs> cool that every song has its own or half song that we've come up with or something mm-hmm. has its own unique way that it came it was yeah Yeah, its own origin but it's also like very frustrating in the sense that like if we just want we have like for instance call it what you want that song took us like a year or something to really put into its final form you can't force a feeling Mm -hmm. but at a certain point you have to like kind of pick at something and like try so many different things to be like oh that's actually not quite what the song is about oh that's actually not quite yeah for sure but like at the end of the day in my mind, like what songwriting is, is following a feeling. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in like the headspace that you were in when you started the thing, it's harder to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree. I guess that kind of adds like a follow-up question. So like, do you guys not like when making a song, do you guys not mean like we're going to make this type of song or you no. kind of just let the song just like yes. present itself and see what happens when it comes with it? I would yes, so. I would agree. And I think we're very... We're very emotional people. Mm-hmm. Both of we're us. We're both sad boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're both very emotional in, in kind of similar ways. And mm-hmm. because of that, I think both of the both of our songwriting is an expression in the, in similar ways. Where I, I know a lot of songwriters who like um, they will write songs as exercises. And I'm gonna write a song a week for two months. Yeah. It's just like, man. Yeah, my my brain doesn't work like same. that. My heart doesn't work. Songwriting like that. is like this very personal kind of thing. very personal mm-hmm. like it own like in the most dire of circumstances mm-hmm. like i'm gonna write a song you know what i mean and so i think because of that when she'll have a nugget or i'll have a nugget trying to write you know if we have a verse and a chorus can we need a second verse and it's just like it's so difficult because it's so deeply tied to this emotional root you know what i mean yeah and like being true to the feeling is another part of it like i don't 
<laughs> I feel like we talked about this the other day, and you were you were like, yeah, did you really feel that way about so and so? And I was like, nah. Oh but yeah. Like, you have a song in the line that says like, oh man, you're the worst. And I was like, did you really think he was the worst? And you're like, not really. And I was like, well then why did you say that? It's like <laughs> what like, in the song? Yeah. <laughs> but like kind of <laughs> like it's like. I don't know. No, there is a sense of fantasy in in songwriting mm-hmm. world, I think. So you kind of have to... It's yeah. more like exaggerating a circumstance than like... You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, no, I feel that. For that specific song. Yes. I agree. I don't know. That does not have a name. <laughs> but to answer your question... Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like songwriting is one of those things where... like. There is no right way to do it. 100%. You know, like... Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I feel like some of the best songwriters, you know, they don't... No one shares kind of the same kind of process. So it's kind of yeah. interesting seeing, like, how you guys approach the kind of act of songwriting. Definitely. Um, and some of it we approach, like, in, on the EP, um, a couple of those songs, and I'm, I've, I've been cautioned against this, but we kind of we wrote it as we made it, like as we recorded it. Like a couple of them were not finished products and because they were kind of like, like call it what you want and some say, they both kind of go out in their own little ways and they have mm-hmm. funky little forms and it's just because like, okay, so we the way we recorded this first thing, now we're going to kind of create that same loop and that's the same amount of bars, but that's kind of lopsided. And rather than trying to re-record all these things, because mm-hmm. we had sounds that we really liked and we're like, no, this captures the vibe okay, so now we're going to write a song that has a really lopsided form. And so we kind of wrote it as we went. And um, yeah, Definitely for some saying, call it what you want. That kind of broke the rule of... Because I, I felt like it was, you need to have, you, could be, you should be able to play through the song. Before you record it. Before you yeah, produce yeah. it and arrange it and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. we kind of produced it as we went. And that was actually really fun and frustrating. In its yeah, own. we need to figure out the live forms of those things. Yeah, because now, <laughs> now we're trying to figure out how to play them live. Yeah. But we've added too many different pieces that, like, like you can't snap and clap at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can't um, snap and clap and also play guitar at the same time. So with, like, doing the live, you have to, like, find, like, which parts to, like, keep in or keep For out sure. as far as... Yeah. Know. Yeah, definitely. Which, like, still honor the the produced version of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just haven't made, made time to figure that out. <laughs> So what was the what was the process like of making the EP? Like I know the pandemic and everything happened. Like kind of what was the process of like recording it, kind of going through each song? Was it kind of like a we're gonna get in a certain amount of time and like record this stuff? We're kind of be like let's just take our time with it, you know, see which comes. Might get a day or so to work on it. Mm. Each song. Um, I feel like for. I feel like we had a good chunk of time, where we, dedicated to like. Going down to Montevallo to record everything. Yes. Do we not? I would say, yeah, there was like, what's funny is we, we, we made a lot of demos and mm-hmm. we made the demos in Montevallo. Um, so I teach down there and they have this really cool recital hall that's like, it's the very weird room in that it's like basically like cinder blocks, like painted cinder blocks, all the walls and it's like tile floor. Yeah. And it's super loud in there. Like, it's super wet. Like, you clap your hands and it sounds like you're in the, the world's largest bathroom. <laughs> like, it's super weird. Or a cave. Yeah. Or a cave. Perfect reverb. <laughs> yeah. But, like, not as... I don't know. It's just it's just slappy and weird in there. But also, a grand piano sounds really cool. And there's a t- 10-foot Steinway Grand, like, in there. Mm. Someone will trust me with the keys to that. I don't know. And, uh, oh, and so it just became a fun room for us to, like... 
we, we could go, it was like 45 minutes, so you have to kind of dedicate, okay, we're going to spend a day. Like, we have to go do this. We'd try to ride at the house or whatever, mm-hmm. my house or her house, and it was just like... The magic wasn't there. Yeah, it was hard to be productive, because mm-hmm. we're, we're not making kind of a, okay, we're going to carve out a whole day and go do this thing. So we went on to Montevallo, and we cut these demos, and it was kind of this like, it took kind of a year of yeah. just like, kind of like, we, we, there was no deadline, and then one day, one fateful day... We went and made a, a demo of something. I don't know what it was. And we got into a car accident on oh, the way shit. home. It was traumatic. Like for yeah, I try sure. not to think about it. Yeah, it's like something we're still both kind of processing. Like we, were, we were nearly killed. Like mm-hmm. it was... I actually forgot about it until right now. And you're just like, why did you bring this been, up? <laughs> I've been just pushing it out of my brain. Um, and I think, mm-hmm. I think for me anyway, that was the impetus for like, we need to... We need to release this thing. <laughs> just like, like, you know? In yeah. case, in case <laughs> Near we death. It was like, <laughs> for real, man. It no, was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I feel you, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it was like we're really confronted with, like, you know, that you know the whole, like, well, today could be your last, you know? Yeah. That's a cliche. It, it, it like... Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, we were hit by a car, a drunk driver doing 80. Jesus. In we a were, 35. In a 35, <laughs> and we were just, like, T-boned, and it was, it was Their insane. Their car caught on fire. I see it all in my head right now. What yeah, the- it was crazy. So I think that really lit a fire for like, okay, That's crazy. no more demos. We are in you're like, like you're recording six stuff. weeks yeah. from then, uh, it was done. Like mm-hmm. we, yeah. we, like that, it was the summertime. That was like June, I think. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. it came out the first week of August. Um, so that was like, okay, all these demos, a, cu- a couple of the demos became the definitive versions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are on the EP. And a couple of them were like, no, this for sure needs a new this needs all fresh vocals, but the piano part can stay. But it's just like, it became like urgent for us to, to do it. To yeah, it. and I think we set a deadline uh, because we played Secret Stages. Yes. Also. Yes. That, so it was that, a was nice... a, that was like a, a nice like reason for us to put something out and have like a show to promote yeah. mm-hmm. it alongside. Um, and that was fun. I like Secret Stages a lot. Secret Stages was super cool. Get, being able to play what we do uh, on like the big Avondale stage mm-hmm. is pretty pretty it's wild because it's, it's a very intimate sounding thing like just vibraphone and voice yeah. by itself but on like a you know you're running through stage, yeah. like line rays and subwoofers and yeah. Like yeah. seven monitors between the two of us. You know it's like it's badass you know. Yeah so and I feel like we day. got a lot of good feedback like there were articles and stuff that were put out that were like they still made, like, being out in an open space, they still made it feel intimate. They yeah. being us. That's very high praise, for sure. So, it felt, yeah, it felt good. Um, yeah. yeah. Car accident. W- would not recommend. As a, as a way to kind of get the yeah. Just go. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Yeah. Would, would not, not recommend. recommend. Would not recommend that. Uh-huh. One thing I really admire, as, as, as you guys kind of said, like, infamous, I really admire, like, the sparseness of your guys' arrangements. Hmm. Like, is it, I know a lot of times in like music and stuff, it can get really easy to get at like layers and top of layers and top of layers. You're like, what the hell am I listening to? There's just so much uh-huh. stuff. So like, is it important to like not do like, as as people, some people can't like all their like information, but kind of just get it kind of like to its bare bones essentials when like doing those types of songs? Um, yeah. What's interesting is, do you remember this advice we were given? Um, actually, it was I think it was James who told us this. Um, and he 
acknowledge that like when you when you see us live mm. there is this sort of magic in this chemistry of like we're breathing together we are like connected in the in the groove or whatever we're doing in the same way mm. and so trying to capture that in a recording is very difficult but it needs obviously something some layer of production mm-hmm. but don't you don't need to do too much and so the advice i received was one or two extra layers each is should be the kind of rule of thumb like you don't need you don't need to do more than that because you already have this cool thing i don't know if you remember that advice one or two more layers each what and so like that was like i added we i added like on uh to the boy like you added a couple layers of harmony like you 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 went did two uh, overdubs or whatever you know layers on top of it and i added piano and i don't think i had maybe a couple cymbal rolls or something and so we tried to keep it i think we we wanted to preserve that kind of intimate nature of what it is we have but when you don't you're not watching it you know you need to add a little something so we tried to keep it Try to keep it as little, adding as little as possible. But for sure, we, I don't know, a couple of those have a lot of yeah, stuff some, in Yeah, some say in Call of What You Want have a lot of, a lot of texture to them. <laughs> yeah. But it's very subtle. It's not like, like really like, like in your face. You well, know, that's high praise. I yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, we tried to not make it in your face. Um, in your face catering. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to In Your Face Catering. Shout out to Walt <laughs> from to In Walt Your Face Catering. At the Nick. That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> fun fact: Bang the last time, the last time we recorded a podcast, mm-hmm. the, the only other time we've recorded a podcast was in 2018, and it was for NPR's um, what was that series thing? In what the podcast in, in the trailer in, oh, at, at uh, Railroad Park. The thing with Jacqueline. What was that called? StoryCorps. StoryCorps. And it's like a, they just—it's like a traveling podcast series. You just like catalog. It's like an airstream trailer. That's dope. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. You should check it out. Yeah, I don't. Don't think... listen to us, but we—we—we yeah. we, we were not on on it as anything other than like I signed up online as like I want to go record a story because they just go across the nation just like recording Americans' stories. So there's like yeah, it's like... basically like a like a. What are those things like a time a story time capsule? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they they would come back to Birmingham like ten years from now and see what stories, how the stories compare from mm-hmm. ten years before. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the time frame doesn't matter. Ten yeah, years. I was just an arbitrary number that I pulled out of my ass. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like a story time capsule, so they don't air it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, there are some stories that Storycord does air, but. I think they have so many of them, it's hard to like mm-hmm. siphon through. You know I know, totally, yeah. But the reason I bring it up is because last time we did that, it's all coming back to me. We interjected with a lot of complete shenanigans. In oh, yeah, the, that was a big old one big shenanigan. Yeah. So. You haven't listened to it. I never went back to listen to it. I listened to it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the rain, yeah. randomness. But it's nice to talk, and it's nice to talk. Storycore sounds like almost like like a folk like metalcore fusion type of genre. Yeah, but <laughs> as a podcast, Storycore. <laughs> there's hardcore. There's post hardcore. Then there's Storycore. Story it's like a guy with like an acoustic, like going through like a line six. Like it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Could be. So one yeah. thing is really important is like you guys is your lyrics and like really songwriting kind of gives a sense of like of story and good like visualization like through the lyrics of the songs you guys write like is it important to kind of 
it, I know it's important in songs to make lyrics, but to like have them be visual in that sense, to where you can like see, you know, kind of see the story you're painting. Is that important? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I would love to hear your answer to that question because I think we both write in different ways. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like that is something you? I don't feel like I do that well. <laughs> I am the girl with the red lips and the gladiator. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that like that, that is very you know, specific and descriptive. Yes, yeah, I can sure. see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I never thought about it <laughs> like that. I don't know. Meet me in the driveway. We can dance around. You know what I mean? That's that's very evocative. I think anyone is gonna think of. I think of your driveway at the Crestwood House. That's where it was. Crest, well, there it is. But I think anyone's gonna think of their driveway. <laughs> whereas, I think other songs maybe blib or something i wrote is very not that way no i mean i think blib is is descriptive it's just very specific to you but you know it's not but i don't think it's visual i don't it's not visually but i can see you playing sticks on the ground man what do you mean? <laughs> i don't know maybe not okay i don't know Fair. <laughs> that's, an, that's an interesting question not really uh i don't know I, I don't know how to answer that question. Can you just delete that part of this? There's <laughs> <laughs> like a two, ten minute skip. Yeah. Like, Wait, what happened? Yeah. We got to the end of it. I understand what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I... I don't think about it that... I don't know. Can I get back to you? Yeah, you can get back. <laughs> a few days later, I recorded the second thing. <laughs> so Rebecca explained. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... I mean, I guess they are visual, but I don't think about it as a visual thing. Yeah. Because they're just, I don't know. Like that, to the boy specifically, the guy I was dating at the time, his roommate asked one of my friends, like, yeah, who's the girl? Like, I know you know the girl who wears the gladiator sandals and has red lips. That was like who I was at that (laughs) point in my life. Uh And so I feel like that was just like, oh, that guy knows me as that but he doesn't know my name Mm -hmm. and so like in my head it wasn't a visual thing it was well i guess it is visual because that's what he saw me as Mm -hmm. that is means visual um (laughs) but i don't think i thought about it in that way i well i guess maybe let me put it this way i feel like a lot of your song your lyrics and songs are you are talking about you are rehashing literal things that happened yes they're very real to me but is real in this no what i'm about to say is gonna be dumb yeah well, <laughs> we're sober right now for the record i'm gonna hold that in <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're like but like what is real or what, <laughs> what, what is, is real? <laughs> well you see yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know huh. that is interesting So I guess what is kind of as far as like the next kind of like stuff's kind of I know you guys recently had a show in Atlanta. Um, obviously, like how was that? Ooh, we did two nights in Atlanta. That mm-hmm. was really cool. We did the first night was at Smith's old 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 bar, <laughs> oldie bar, oldie bar, oldie bar. <laughs> in the downstairs cave room um, with a bunch of it was like all an all Alabama bill, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it was very all Birmingham bill. All Birmingham bill. You're right. Yeah, all very eclectic. Kind of mix it. You know, there was like yeah. a, there was like a pop punk. There was like some kind of hardcore stuff. There was. And then can I just say you said a pop punk, which is like is this like not even a band, just like a pop punk? Yeah, interesting. Oh. <laughs> no, what are those pop punkers? Yeah, those pop punks? yeah. There was a pop punk band. Mm-hmm. 
you know. They did Hey uh, Pop Punk. That is dope. They covered a Michael Michael Romance song, which personally was evocative of some very hard years. But it was fun to... to (laughs) I have a video of you singing to that. Oh, that's good. I'll send it to you. Scary thought. It is scary to see. But uh, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The other show we did was a So Far show. Oh, nice. um, If you're not familiar with, how would you describe So Far? So Far is an international platform that independent artists can apply to play. They've got over 400 cities across the world. So you can like go on their website and apply mm-hmm. to play in whatever city where they're active. Yeah. And we played in... We played so far in Phoenix in 2019. That we did. And then we played it so far in Atlanta. And we, yeah, we played it in like the, the a grass picnic like, area of yeah, a strip mall. Like, yeah, that was, is a very specific it, place it to play. It really and, was. And we would have never found it had I not made a joke about the man in the fringe jacket. And then I was like, wait, I do know him. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a bizarre night. It was a very serendipitous... Like, they, they sent us the address, mm-hmm. but the address was like just a general strip mall. Yeah. We didn't know where at the strip mall it was. And so we sat at an area that we thought would work and then we saw some people coming in and out and I was like that guy looks familiar and I got out and it was like a guy who used to live in Birmingham who was in Nashville now and was playing the, oh, no. the show and I was like you aren't playing this so far so I'm sure <laughs> and he was like yeah man come on they thought you weren't going to show up and I was like no we here we are here we've been here we just didn't know <laughs> we where to go <laughs> we out here man <laughs> But there's like a hundred something people at this thing and just all sitting oh, yeah. on the ground. And it they was, have a, yeah. they've got a built in crowd. It's people that are interested in, in having like an intimate live music experience. Mm-hmm. And so it was very cool to, it was very cool in my eyes from, to compare two nights in Atlanta with very different audience and like sounds. Yeah. Cause like, like Smith's was a very different experience than the so far show was mm. so yeah like playing a club date on a bill with five full-on rock bands and then playing like an intimate four song set you know for like kind of a listening room listening grass environment listening grass listening a listening lawn listening lawn. <laughs> like headphones to like the grass yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like your guys music is perfect from so far when i've seen like the videos like that intimacy setting like perfect for like we do i feel we i think we both feel that way it it is and that's been one of my favorite parts of of this whole thing like our first show together Mm. i call our coming out party (laughs) 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 our debutante where we came out as ourselves Um, (laughs) our coming out party was a a house show series that rebecca is also like kind of the creative director now Mm. the max stern 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 yeah uh, that was our first show together. That was the first show ever in Max Tune. Yeah. And we were not even Rude and True then. We were Rebecca Eglin then. But um, um, that was like, actually, that was that was our bit for like a long time. Like, it was like, I'm Rebecca Eglin and this is AJ Covey and together we are Rebecca, Rebecca Eglin. <laughs> Which was a good bit. It, it was a so home, like, run, home run every So time. like where did the Rude and True name come from? Like it was kind of the basis of that. Uh, that's under, under, um, under review. <laughs> Flag on the play. Um, it's not. <laughs> shut up. <Okay. laughs> and I don't know anything about sports. Um, if that wasn't clear. That was a foul. 
I don't know. Um, Fouls in sports. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> basketball, man. <laughs> someone said. Someone said a comment that was snarky, and then the other person said, and it, truly, truly, we do not know who said what. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was. We were in the car. I think. And someone said, oh, wow, rude and true. I got, like, they're, like, they spaced it out. It was, like, that was rude and true. There's like, rude. Yeah. It was said it was said all in one, like, kind of thing. And I was, like, that'd be a funny band name. And so we wrote it down. And then we're, like, well, we'll surely we'll find something better. <laughs> <laughs> and we just never did. <laughs> we never did. Yeah. Mainly because it, we are rude and true. Like, not to be, like, <laughs> be, like, dope. We're rude. But, like, <laughs> but I feel like. I feel like we're snarky sometimes. Yeah. But it's there's always truth. Yeah. I also think there's like it's it's almost like it's kind of a it's kind of funny, like the name, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it is sort of this like lighthearted thing, you know what I mean? And so the more we've played together the more I, I think the name like really fits. I really like it, you know. Yeah, the thing that I don't like that people ask um re our name is who's rude and who's oh, like like all the notes. Yeah. <laughs> you rude, you rude. And so, um, I guess whoever asks, it depends on the day. Um, but sometimes I'm rude and sometimes <laughs> I'm true, and sometimes he's rude and sometimes he's true. Who knows? Yeah. But people people always want people are always like which one's rude and it's like man we really set ourselves up for that line that line forever mm-hmm. yeah but I don't know I'll claim I'll claim rude I'll you, take it you've been you've been claiming rude for like a few weeks here yeah but it's you want to talk about it <laughs> not in here man <laughs> I need to sign up a therapy well well let's talk about it. <laughs> not, not right well, now. We're in the, we're in the therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does it make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> makes me feel sad. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> so, so, what are like the, so what are the plans like kind of for twenty two? Is it going to kind of like another EP going to be in the works or like kind of a full album? Ooh. What is? Dare we? Dare we? We can't spill the beans. Dare we spill these beans? We can. We ate beans for dinner. We did eat beans for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight nary, up. Nary beans. A, a bean was spilled. <laughs> Uh, Nary a bean that's very that is very visual I'm a, song, I'm a songwriter <laughs> I use words like Nary yeah I went to music school um, <laughs> tell me you went to music school without telling me you went to music school um no we have a, we have a, a thing we have the, the, have the idea. we have the seed of, of of a project yeah um and um I'd rather no I'm not gonna say I'd rather under promise and over deliver as <laughs> as they say mm-hmm. so i think we'll kind of keep it to ourselves but we do have a thing in mind that we uh are kind of working toward in collaboration yeah. with some others yeah like my cat and your cat figure <laughs> <laughs> we've had the, yeah. the, the new members <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah but yeah what do you what do you think about all that rude <laughs> <laughs> Well, true. For those of you tuning in at home, <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> um, no, I think that's accurate and vague. Um, so that's how we're going to keep it. That should have been our band name. Accurate, accurate and vague. <laughs> What's up, Charlotte? We're accurate and vague. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know that I have anything else to add to that. 2020. What, what else do you want to do in 2022? Well, let's get outside of Rude and True. Let's talk about Rebecca. <laughs> um, I would like to record my solo stuff that you're going to play on. <laughs> With uh, other people. With other people? You're like, not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, him and other people. <laughs> um... Yeah, I have, I don't know, I think maybe we should sit with the songs that I have and see what we could use as Rude and True also, instead. Yeah, I mean, I think the songs that are Rude and True are, are very, they kind of float to the surface as something, you know, like, Your Side of Town to me is like a, yeah. is like a you and me song, even though it was a Rebecca song that... Yeah, but To the Boy was also a Rebecca song that I gifted to... Rude and true to the rude and true God. <laughs> I laid it on the altar. Is it kind of conscious when like making songs like as apart from like your solo stuff like this is gonna be a solo song or this is gonna be for rude and true, or is it no. you kind of just like you're just like oh okay it's this just, kind of sounds. I play it for AJ and if he likes it enough to play. Mm-hmm. No, it's been claimed. Get out of here. <laughs> no, it's I think it's just like <laughs> no. Is it not? You're crazy. We play all kinds of songs that aren't rude and true songs. I think it's just if there's something that, uh, like the frame drum part to your side of town, for example, it's this kind of hypnotic thing. And it was like, oh man, this is, this is a whole vibe. This is a whole mm-hmm. thing. And I think what I'm bringing to the table is not just an accompaniment thing to what, to the song. It's like, it, it becomes really part of the sound of the tune. No, I, you know? I, that's not what I meant by what I said. I said, if you like it enough to figure out what you want to do on it, then it becomes ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think your answer changed. <laughs> I feel like it did. Well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess if, rude, if your side of town is a rude interesting. I think so. Okay, let's just cross it off my... The list is like an, another list. one. <laughs> no, there's only two that's been stolen mm-hmm. so far. Hey, Not... you stole one of my songs. What song did you steal? Bwib. That was an AJ song. I know, you gave it to me. See? Because you liked it enough. <laughs> it was the first one. It was my first I song. I felt honored. It was my first song. Yeah. Is, I had to do it justice. Is like Whip like an acronym or is it kind of like a... Yes. yes. What is it? What does that mean? Better wind it back. Mm. This is which is the it's first, the first of, line. Of oh, okay. We never had a name for it. We um, always jokingly called it Bwib. and then when we sat down to like type it all in DistroKid, <laughs> we were like, "What is this song called?" <laughs> <laughs> so we left it as Bwib. Yep, we we toyed with other names, but mm-hmm. we we kept calling it Bwib. We we're like, "Let's play Bwib. and it just became that. It just became Bwib, you know. Just became Bwib. You know, just became Bwib, man. It's just the best name we could just think of. Just Bwib. Yeah. Let the record reflect that Rebecca is now silently cackling <laughs> to herself. <laughs> We're off the rails here. It's okay. Yep. Okay, I'm fine. Well, thank you for listening to RP. Yeah. Like, <laughs> truth, truth, truthfully speaking, like it is, uh, a lot of our our friends have listened to it and get shared us shared their thoughts with it and. Um, it's just fun to be able to hash it out with someone who's listened to it. So, 
Thank you for well, listening. Well, it's important. Like your guys' stuff. Um, yeah. I want to think you guys should be on the podcast. Yeah. Can you tell us what your plans are in 20? Let's, oh. let's hear from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the microphone is flipped. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of mics to me. Uh, as far as my plans, uh, I am releasing an EP that's supposed to come out this year and then though, and then just like life happened. Yep, and yep. so it's going to be coming out in like probably in, I don't want to, can I just say, I don't want to overpromise yes. or underpromise and overdeliver, but tentatively February. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about podcast world? Um, as far as that, kind of more stuff for kind of local artists, you know, you guys, um, there's a band called Apprehend that's really good. They're kind of more yeah. kind of hardcore uh, uh-huh. stuff, uh, blank page, kind of just more artists, stuff like that. Cool, man. Well, this is awesome, dude. Is there anything that we want to say before you? Hmm. I guess that's a question for him. I'm going to be on The Tonight Show next week. You really? Y'all can <laughs> be, no, I, I don't know. It's Colbert. I'll be chatting up. We have no shows coming up, but we're kind of working to figure out what our spring looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you meant? Like something to plug? Yeah. Oh. I guess. Um, or like any parting words. Follow us on MySpace. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be one of our top friends. <laughs> you and Tom. Um, <laughs> you and Tom. <laughs> um, yeah, we got we got the EP out. Call it what you want on Spotify and Bandcamp and and Amazon Music and Amazon Music and <laughs> the Apple Music and other places. And we're on the Instagram. And my mom <laughs> follows us on Facebook. So yeah, she's the only one that comments on things. <laughs> but we like her. Do you have a parent who? likes things on your on your instagram or your facebook or anything like that oh i do like i have like i have parents who like will always be like yeah good for you but like it's not even related to the music it's just like you look good it's like <laughs> i plug the show they're out here gassing you yeah, yeah I was like, hey, this, is, this is about a show though <laughs> right that's funny yeah but yeah that's yeah that's that's a, it's a little bit about show. us i guess we can talk about this on the way home because i forgot that we didn't do that yeah I'm thinking about this in my brain. Well, let's think about it off the air. That's what I was saying. We're talking about in the car. Cool. Well, seriously, thank you guys for being a part of this. I like you guys' music. Um, as you already guys said, check it out. It's on Spotify everywhere, stuff like that. So, AJ, Rebecca. Yes, sir. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you. What? It's over already? Thank you, Rebecca and AJ, for being a part of today's episode. I want to thank you guys for listening to the City of the Sound podcast. I'll see you on the next one.